Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. Let me, let me hear what I'm saying, okay? I've never seen anything like this. Could cause uh, everybody to freak out. This is a new way. And it's a new day. It is broccoli in the microwave. Because consciousness is expanding. This is when you guys are supposed to cheer. Please clap. Are you serious? Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Can't hate on nobody having fun. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. I had an idea, but I depressed myself. Wow. You don't want to do that. No. Especially Live at this hour. Live from Studio C. Hey, Hey, dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And we're halfway through the week already. That's the way your short weeks work. Today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. I just don't know. I just, um... You know, I was going to throw out new 2020 debate rules and then i thought what is wrong with you (laughs) wow what is wrong with you no kidding oh my god wake me when it's begun take a look at yourself in the mirror i think we're a rudderless ship this morning i just nothing leaves to mind i mean uh crazy weather in the the middle of america certainly a nominee but uh in terms of the news Mm. no leaders it's lord of the flies no. Where's the cod shell? <laughs> wrong. That's exactly wrong. No, it's good. Let's go about our lives. Run our lives. You know, live, love. Shake hands with your buddies, your neighbors. Hug your friends. Go to your job. Hang out at your local grocery. Just live your life. Now, we do have plenty of news stories to talk about, but none of it really rises to the level of general managership. Yeah, they're having the worst rain in some places in the country that they've ever had, but um, in a lot of particular places, it's the worst rain since 1993, which I know because I was reminded the other day by a former acquaintance of mine that they're having the worst rain in Kansas they've had since 1993. That is the year that I got her Camaro stuck in a parking lot, stranded in a parking lot oh boy. at a Motel 6 due to the floods of 1993, the last time they had really, really bad floods. Wow. And it was one eye-opening experience to me as... Places became flooded that you just couldn't have imagined being underwater. Right. Just Likewise not, today. Just yeah. not possible. You're nowhere near water. You're high ground. It's just like it's not even on the radar mm-hmm. that this plot of land could be underwater. And then it was underwater. I saw a little featurette on Tulsa, Oklahoma, which has done uh, just absolutely like other cities look to Tulsa for how to plan for flooding. I mean, they've got uh, flood plains and parks that are designed as uh, watersheds or whatever the expression is floodplains i guess um and and all the buildings have to be elevated and et cetera et cetera it's just absolutely exemplary flood planning and they're flooded yeah just it's too much water and 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 more to come i got my girlfriend's camaro stranded by uh staying at a motel i'm sorry if that's not the opening line to a bruce springsteen song (laughs) nothing is and she wasn't with me i don't i don't remember what was going on i had her car but I was at the Motel 6, and it ended up flooding overnight. And when I looked out the next day, 
Her car was not in the water, but uh, the rest of the parking lot and everything around it was like a lake. It was like it was beautiful. It was like I had gotten a room next to the ocean or something. Right. Because you looked out and there was nothing but water. And they were ferrying people with jet skis from the hotel, like, up to the interstate where there was high ground. Oh. They'd come and get you on a jet ski and drive you over there. Did you mention wow. all that in your Yelp review? <laughs> Unexpected lake, free jet ski rides. Right. <laughs> wow. Well, that's, uh, that, and what were you supposed to do once you got to the interstate? Wait for somebody to pick you up or just walk? I don't know. Not be stranded at the Motel 6, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Well, my, prob- my problem was me being there wasn't the issue so yeah. much as her Camaro. Sure. She was very proud of uh, being <laughs> yeah. being stuck there and the water still rising and am I going to destroy her car and all yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It Sounds was really like a fantastic Camaro commercial, though. <laughs> there it is in a lake, an endless yes, lake, and just the Camaro mess. in the middle. The 1993 Camaro. Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, pretty good. As listeners know, I normally take off my tire chains on my car on July 1st. I drive around all year long with them sure. on. Because you're be a cautious safe. man. But because the weather is so uncertain this year, I'm mm-hmm. extending that to July 15th. It's a rare move, <laughs> but I think it's necessary this year. Wow. Well, it's got to be a little noisy as you drive around. It is. It is. And sometimes <laughs> there are a few sparks. And as the grass gets dry, i got to be careful. And but. it's hard on the road. Um, uh, we've had tornadoes in this country, somewhere in this country, every day for eight days in a row, which I think is some sort of record. Yeah, astounding. It's part of the changing climate. There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. The uh, the Scripps spelling B is currently going on this week. I'd, uh, it's, it's much like the NBA Finals. I don't know exactly when it winds up. It seems to go on for a long time. Shark is your word. Shark. Could you use that in a sentence, please? Uh, it jumped the shark. Mm. Shark. Yeah, I think that's what's happening. With I the don't know about me. you. I still enjoy emotionally abusing little Indian children. <laughs> do you? Don't you? I do have uh, in front of me the list of, uh, according to I don't know whatever website this is from, the hardest to spell words in the English language. I will be presenting those to you fellows Fantastic. later to see how you can do. But uh, as I normally say at the end of this thing, I hope all these contestants can spell the word friend. Yes. Oh, ouch. Yeah. Uh, see, that was a little too hurtful. Well, well I, it, it's sincere. Mine was like, I sarcastic want, yeah, but light. Yeah. Yours was just to the bone. Well, and sincere. I get it. Yeah. yeah. I, I I agree with you. I hope. I was listening to somebody defending the spelling bee who's with the spelling bee to an interviewer who was questioning, and should these kids be, shouldn't they get out and play more or anything right. like that? No, this is an opportunity to dedicate yourself to something. Okay. There, there's no justifying uh, 15 hours a day of learning to spell words you you don't need to know how to spell. No, there are other choices. You want to teach a kid how to be dedicated, sacrifice, uh, hard work, you know, stick to itiveness, the rest of it. How about you pick something that's not near useless? Especially in the internet age. I mean, pre-internet, not, it was wildly excessive. If it's not completely useless, I'd like to hear what you're... Uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's very nearly completely useless. It would take me a while to come up with a better example. Yep. And geez, even if my kid played the piano that much, something that's cool. You could not only you could make a living, but a lifetime of enjoyment. Um, uh, you know, whatever. I would that that much time. I always recommend the documentary uh, Spellbound. Spellbound, yes. Um, to yep. get an idea what these kids' lives are like. But if my kid was doing something that worthwhile, that I felt worthwhile, I think, yeah, let's cut it back a little bit. 
And I'm going to put a limit on it. Eight mm. hours a day for practicing the piano mm. during the summertime. Right. You can't practice the piano for 15 hours a day. To the exclusion of everything. Yeah. Right. It just doesn't seem like a good idea. It just seems a little alopecoid, doesn't it, Michael? <laughs> Do we have that clip? Friend. F-R-E-N-D. Correct. There is Marsha Phillips. Do we still have our alopecoid clip? Come on, Mike. What, what's exactly what does your paycheck go for? I mean, just showing up? Or? Can I get a? Can I get an origin of the word? Alopecoid. <laughs> I heard it in a spelling bee. Oh, my God. That's a kid who passed out during the spelling bee. I think they should, every word, if they ask for a sentence, should be, the only place you'll hear a lopicoid is in the spelling bee. Right. I need you to spell the word a That would be a great little protest that kids could do. Oh, my God. That's when someone passed out. Yes, that was terrible. I hear that. Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I am doing very well. And, gentlemen, I have a trio of celebrity birthdays today. And today your challenge will be to pick the one you think has the most as far as net worth goes. Okay. All right, coming out of the box, we got singer-songwriter Melissa Etheridge turning 58. Then that's followed by Noel Gallagher. He's the guitarist for the group Oasis, don't you know? He is 52. And basketball star Carmelo Anthony turns 35. Mm. Boy, an NBA star. Yeah. Now, out of the three, which do you think Melissa is... Etheridge has had a lot of hits that she wrote. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. She could have a lot of money. Yeah. All right. Who wants to go? Joe? Uh, did you give us two or three? I was I reading gave you, something. I gave you three. Melissa Etheridge, okay. Noel Gallagher, and Carmelo Anthony. Oh, it's got to be, oh, man. I'm going to go Melissa Etheridge just because I want it to be true okay. and not Carmelo Anthony. Well, okay. Jack, you're you're not familiar with the fact that actually you were, come to think of it. Oasis was the biggest band in the world for quite a while. Uh, mm, I'm I, hoping legal troubles hurt them. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you wasted millions in like yeah. some sort of petty brother squabble. Yeah. Right? Like uh, bought the property yeah. around his brother's house and just let it go to ruins. I got to go with the basketball guy. Mm. Okay. Carmelo. Okay. Yes. Positive shot. He <laughs> wanna, uh, yeah, that'd, be, that'd be my guess, Carmelo. Yeah. All right, here we go. From uh, least to most wealthy, Melissa Etheridge is wow. the least wealthy. I wasn't even close. Twenty-five million dollars. Oh, but I, w- I, I wanted it to be true. What is she's, she's, she's going down to the soup kitchen. Twenty-five mil. She, okay. Twenty-five million dollars. Noel Gallagher comes in second. His yes. net worth sixty million dollars. He's, he's my wonder wall. Which leaves, of course, basketball star Carmelo. Yes, Anthony. I didn't want that to be true. He's got the same shooting percentage as I do. But go on. Net worth one hundred and twenty-five million dollars. If you have a ball and need it, hog to hire him, please. <laughs> How many lesbians can he pack into an arena, though? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> practically none. Boo! Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Wednesday, May 29th, year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin. Officially, according to FCC rules and regs, here we go at Mark. I am now facing the fight of my life against the ultimate Goliath. There you go. Oh. Poor Michael Avenatti. Up oh, against him. Oh, my God. Is, is, is the underdog? Root for him. What are other headlines? He's a good man. Mar- just that evil Trump has beset him. Headlines, Marshall Phillips. Trump-Biden war of words not letting up. You got your Chinese tech giant Huawei suing, charging the U.S. is out to destroy their business. And a Game of Thrones major stars just checked into rehab, broke down during the... It's a wellness center, Marshall. It's a wellness center. during the finale. It's the dragon. 
was addicted to flies. <laughs> he flies all day long. How does a male bag look? Oh, it's fine and dandy. You have a little, uh, little humor, a little insight for you. Trump and Biden exchanging barbs. Is that going to be what it is for 552 days? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes, and probably none of the barbs dislodging a single vote. (laughs) But but often entertaining. You got a couple of old guys squabbling. That's not a terrible thing. Yeah, all on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. More on the UFOs, including why is this not a bigger deal to most people? This seems like a big deal. Uh, Yeah, I want to talk about that. So more on that later. I think, yeah, the discussion of why it's not a big deal is one discussion. The discussion of why it is a big deal is another one. They're both really interesting. We are beset by beings whose intentions we cannot discern. And it will end, well, it will end in a way that will never be forgotten. Well, and we're apparently we're on set, uh, beset by a, a state of ennui in which when the beings show up, we kind of go, eh, well, that's kind of interesting. Are they, are, are they <laughs> beings? What beings are they? Uh, that's the question. And you'd think people would be curious to know, know the answer of it. But, uh, mailbag. Wee! Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from Douglas Adams, English author, humorist, satirist, dramatist, wrote The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Clever book. Enjoyable. It is a well-known fact that those people who want to rule people are ipso facto those least suited to do it. Anyone who is capable of getting themselves made president should be on no account be allowed to do the job. <laughs> An oft-stated uh, sentiment and one with a great deal of truth. Yeah, there's a, there's definitely a certain amount of truth to that. The sort of person that could play the game to become your senator, governor, president, whatever. Oof. Well, I, my my softer version of that would be that is often true. Almost always true. Don't idolize politicians. Don't trust them. Scrutinize them. All of them. Nice note here from Stefan. Stefan? It is with great pleasure that I report reception of your station uh, in, let's see, in Sweden. Stefan is 57 years old, married with two children, lives in the middle part of Sweden in a little village called Kangardarna, Dura. Wears wooden shoes and drinks hot chocolate. That's that's the Netherlands. <laughs> yeah, it's all the same, isn't it? My hobbies besides no. DXing, and I, I'm assuming DXing is like looking for, trying to receive radio stations from far away, or is DXing something terrible that I'm, I keep saying it on the air, all the kids know I'm talking about an unspeakable act. <laughs> Uh, he, he likes sports, um, soccer and badminton the most. We could hang out. I love no, you, them both. Uh, you nailed it. It's the hobby of receiving and identifying distant radio and or television signals. Cool. Yes, excellent. So uh, shout out to Central Sweden, rockin' Central Sweden. Uh, nice to hear from you, Stefan. I will. I, you know what? I will write back to Stefan and, and give him our, our best wishes. Seems like a nice feller. Not asking for anything, just um, he said be uh 
Happy if we would confirm something or other? Yeah, okay. Yeah, happy to. Thanks, brother. Candidate Deadpool error. Oh, boy. We've got our little pool. It's actually the uh, the campaign death pool where we each pick three candidates, and whoever has all three of their candidates out of the race first is the winner. And there's the some stakes new, are stakes. There's some new rules on qualifying for the debates that right. might play into this. Yeah, but one of my picks, in fact, my first pick out of the gate was Jay Inslee, governor of Washington State, because he's got no support, and I figured he might be under some pressure to start governoring again. Um, but this note from uh, Dave the Teacher. Love your campaign, Deadpool, but as a resident of the great state of Washington, I feel compelled to correct Joe's reasoning. Jay Inslee, uh, the governorship has always been a part-time effort for Sleepy Jay, <laughs> so he really has little work to return to. Sleepy Jay. Sleepy Jay. <laughs> Sleepy Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, let's see. If you got it, you got it. If you didn't, I apologize. Bill writes, uh, just heard a retired cop friend refer to the huge homeless problem in California as the new gold rush, the bum rush. Sounded like a great A&G saying, the bum rush. I, I prefer the West Coast bum explosion, but thank you for the suggestion. Mike uh, says, if God wants to make me happy, someone will start a build that wall chant at Warriors home games oh. as they entertain the foreigners, the Canadians, I want the something. Toronto Raptors. I want something unpleasant. Not like violent or anything like Certainly that. Certainly not. And not hateful. Just that would know, be funny. Though. Not quite politically correct. Build the wall, make Canada pay for it. NBA doesn't know how to handle it. <laughs> I right. want something like that. It seems like bigotry, but it's really so silly, nobody right. could possibly right. take that, it as I that. I want something like that. That would be funny. <laughs> Build that wall. Should we be offended on behalf of the Mounties? Or... Right. Chris writes, Joe, I'm not sure if you're leaning this way, but I call bullspit on that hot chick that went missing in Maui for two weeks last week. Mm. What say you? That seems weird. The whole thing seemed weird from the beginning to me. I didn't take the time to dig into it, but it seemed weird. Calling bull s on big news stories is kind of my hobby, so (laughs) we'll look into that, Chris. More to come. Marshall's News next and a lot of good stuff on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. You know what the number one book is? The USA Today top-selling books list. It's oh, boy. Unfreedom of the Press by Mark Levin. We oh. really should get Mark on to talk about that book, because I've seen him on book TV talking about it, and it's, uh, it's good stuff. Where we are with the media. Smart guy, no doubt. Speaking of which, there's a new Michael Wolf book out. Oh. In which its most jaw-dropping, jaw-dropping claim has all been ref already been refuted by Mueller's office who came out and said that that doesn't exist that or has it it's just a load of crap and so much of the media reporting on the book as they did the last time he wrote a book as if uh, there we go here we go Woodward and Bernstein this have is released the fire and fury guy right yeah the fire and fury guy who had wrote a book that was just full of crap before but the rest of the media takes it seriously sure or at least repeats it. Well, their their viewers want to hear what uh, this guy claims because it makes it reinforces their worldview. Let's get the news. That's the now. so-called news these days. Does Mister Levin address that? I don't know. In his new tome, perhaps he should. Marshall Phillips. On another front, President Donald Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden are trading barbs as if it's a two-man race already for president. Biden's 2020 presidential campaign firing back at President Trump's agreement while in Japan with North Korea's insult of Biden. Trump saying, 
Kim Jong-un made a statement that Joe Biden is a low IQ individual. He probably is, based on his record. Uh, I think I agree with him on that. Biden's <laughs> deputy campaign manager is saying the president's comments are beneath the dignity of the office to be on foreign soil on Memorial Day and decide repeatedly with a murderous dictator against a fellow American and former vice president speaks for itself. Then you run the tape of Biden criticizing Trump on foreign soil, and then where are you mm, in terms of well, this conversation? He but, wasn't the sitting president. I'll grant uh, Trump detractors that. By the way, we have breaking news that could be a pretty big deal. Mueller is going to speak on the Russian probe at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 Pacific. Today? Today. What, uh, but, uh, in what format? I don't know. Hearing? I don't know. Is he going to come out to a microphone? Is that the way we're picturing well, we this? you got to hold a press conference like Comey. Yeah, Hillary committed all sorts of crimes, I tell you what, but I'm not going to indict. This anyway, is thanks for coming. relatively <laughs> extraordinary, yeah. and, and nobody saw this coming. I Mu- did. You, you saw it coming. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> um, so, M- Mueller, who has been silent through this whole thing, right? aside from a couple of statements from his office, is going to come out and talk? Yes. To who? Us. About what? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is fabulous. Wow. In in uh, only uh, moments. It's quite a few moments, but eleven Eastern, eight uh, West Coast. That's right, math, isn't it? Eight on the West Coast. Sure, it's yes. close. That's fine. We'll have it for you. Oh, heck no yeah. doubt. This oh. could be huge with yep. with our biting commentary. Is there any chance this is related to the the Michael Wolf book? Because Michael Wolf's book. The, the big headline right. is some some piece of paper in the Mueller probe that said something about her. I'm not, I don't even care. Staffers prepared a three-point indictment. I didn't want to repeat it three just points. because it's crap. It's an indictment. So the Mueller office put out a statement <laughs> yesterday saying that that's, that does not exist. And never it's did. It's just a made-up lie. Yes. Which I... Or uh, so they claim, covering up for Putin. So is Mueller coming out today to, for Putin, but... to straighten that out? I doubt it. I mean, the old uh, the Wolfman does not have a, a great deal of credibility anyway. So he does I on mean, MSNBC and CNN. Oh, for God's sake! Um, what is what does that mean, really? <laughs> the Wolfman. But, uh, <laughs> if Mueller were to to come out and and speak just because of that, that would strike me as Winston Churchill stopping to chuck a rock at every dog that barks. Mm. I mean, well, Mueller can't be doing that. Plot twist: He's just really misreading the room. And picking the worst possible time to announce the launch of his new fashion-forward fanny pack. Wow. Wow. I call it the Mueller pack. (laughs) Back to you, Marshall. Well, just before we went to to that breaking news, we were talking about Joe Biden. Got this note from the invaluable Jeff. Jeff, who uh, has a great eye for for stories and sends along quite a few. We ought to be paying him uh, at least as much as certain, you know, people who work here. Wow, anyway, geez. I just, I just, oh, I'm, just I'm thinking, I'm thinking out loud. Oh, oh, I'm just thinking out loud. He, he finishes like a third of the stuff. Anyway, we're looking at me. Um, wow. That was out of bounds. No, I was looking down so that everybody would think I was talking about them because that's my, uh, my passive aggressive viciousness cloaked in, you know, vagueness. Uh, anyway, much more importantly... That's when, I, when you're not doing the just big sigh, and then when somebody says, what's wrong, you just say nothing. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> That's, I, I actually invented that one. <laughs> now listen to this, Jeff's note. Uh, two tweets from Washington Post national political reporter Felicia Sanmez. So this is a WAPO gal. 
In a somewhat odd moment at tonight's town hall, uh, Biden tells a 10-year-old girl, I'll bet you're as bright as you are good-looking. He takes her over to the assembled reporters and stands behind her and puts his hands on her shoulders while he's talking. Two, recall that Biden filmed a video last month in which he vowed to respect women's personal space. Seems he hasn't quite gotten the message. So he's gone back to handling and hair sniffing. <laughs> oh, Keep your eye out for it, folks. Oh, my God. I tell you, he can pull back for a day or two. But he's going back to, to fondling and sniffing. Sure as can be. Huh? All right. In an entirely different matter, I'll jump down to my end story because the Game of Thrones star Kit Harrington is Oh, we have in plenty the... of time, but... Oh. All right. What, what, what clock are you looking at? we got plenty of time. All right. We'll go back to Huawei then. All right, then. Chinese tech giant Huawei's filed a motion in U.S. court to challenge a ban on U.S. government agencies and contractors from using Huawei's equipment. Earlier this month, the U.S. Commerce Department placed Huawei on its entity list, effectively cutting the company off from U.S. suppliers like Google. It's not amazing that the United States has cut off Huawei. Mm -hmm. What's amazing is that so many of our European allies are going to allow Huawei to put in their 5G systems. What are they doing? I know, it's amazing. What are you doing, Europe? You're you're saying, hey, China, you can just listen to our entire country's communications. Oh, no, we are an independent uh, company. We would never share information with the Chinese government, says Huawei, which is just hilarious. Wow. I'm astounded by this. It's good technology, and it's cheap. Yeah, Huawei's chief legal officer says uh, Washington is using national security as a pretext to put the company out of business. The U.S. government has provided no evidence to show that Huawei is a security threat. You're in bed with the communist government, so we think, yes, you may share secrets with them, perhaps on the pillow. Game of Thrones star Kit Harrington is in rehab for stress and alcohol the use. The wellness center, Marshall. The actor checking into a treatment center in Connecticut last month well, ahead of, of the he's game of stressed. He thought he was going to be king, then he ends up banished. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> that's stressful. He, <laughs> he has reportedly had a hard time dealing with the ending of the show and having to kill his lover. Is he? He is undergoing treatment to help him deal with negative emotions. Well, uh, yeah, or he's just a drunk. Yeah, he was just an alcoholic. (laughs) He just got done with a really... Shame! Shame! Shame, Shame. Jon Snow. Shame! I really really like the story I read in the New York Post about him where he he was hammered drunk in a pool hall and fallen down and they had to hold him up and they sent him out, but everybody said he was very nice. He came back uh, later and gave a very large tip, and they said he'd be welcome back anytime. Right. He was too drunk to stand, but he was uh, was nice and polite to everyone. Well, he's a drunk. (laughs) There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty show, The Conscience of the Nation. There are a lot of characteristics people can have. And being a drunk is far down on the list of ones I'm going to condemn. <laughs> I mean, I, I certain people I worry about, but wow, um, uh, the whole the plot twists have him depressed. He no, is an actor no, then. No, I mean, no, there no, are plenty no. of actors who are good because they're crazy. Um, this Mueller breaking news could be huge. I am. I can't believe it. I'm just trying to process it. This could be huge. Yeah. Mueller to speak on Russia. Do we have any more details than that at this point? Children's oh. books. He's launching a line of children's books. Uh, U.S. Justice Department says but Mueller's book is small enough to be placed in his fanny pack. Yeah, it's it's a synergy. They are right, right. Yeah. fanny books. He calls it. right. 
U.S. Justice Department says Mueller's statement will be on the investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. This will be a statement only, no question and answer period to follow. Wow! The old man is going to come down like Moses of old, <laughs> tablet in each hand, lay down the law and say, I'm out! That's exciting! That's exciting! But That's the, right, Mr. But President. But the only reason he would come to a microphone, it's either got to be something brand new... Brand new, or he feels like what he did do is being misinterpreted. Yes, or something. I suspect rather strongly that it will be laying down the law on how to interpret what they issued. Some of the verbiage was a little mysterious um, about, for instance, the obstruction of justice stuff. Why they didn't offer up an indictment or just not offer an indictment and shut up, which is what prosecutors are supposed to do. They're not supposed to say, I tell you what, Joe Getty was seen by the bank. We know he's greedy. He owns a gun. He's about the same size as the guy in a mask. But we don't really have any proof, so we're not charging him. That's not the way indictments work or non-indictments. It's going to be huge. So I have a feeling it is going to be a fairly brief an authoritative uh, reinterpretation slash explanation. Wow. And we'll have it in an hour and 15 minutes on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. There is some could be very significant breaking news in that Robert Mueller, who has not spoken at all. He's not gone to a microphone. He's not given an interview. He unleashed one very brief memo clarifying one point. And that came from his office. Right. He, but the old man himself. He is going to come forward to a microphone in about an hour and say well, something. We don't have it verified. It'll be microphone, Jack. Could be a megaphone. He might barely, merely be shouting from a balcony as if he's a Benito Mussolini. It's difficult to say. But the reporting is that he's going to speak about the 2016 Russia probe. Mm-hmm. What the heck? He is not known as the sort of guy who would be bursting to let everybody know what he thinks. Um, he's he's not a, a cheerleader. He's not a high school cheerleader type. He's a, a dignified man. I, I just think he wants his version of the conclusions out there. You know what I would like to have happen? This is what I hope is going to happen. Huh. I hope Robert Mueller is going to come out and say, I feel like we've lost track of what this is all about and what the real threat to America is. And that is Russia at the at the highest level messed around with our election process, and they're going to do it again. Right. I'm hoping that's what the emphasis is on. How about all you swamp creatures rise above politics for five minutes and address national security? Huh? Could be. If he sees the the (laughs) level to which Russia infiltrated our election system horrified me, and I do not feel... Like, there's much conversation about that. Mm -hmm. I would love it if that's what happened. He might speak to the whole obstruction of justice thing. And I would love to hear that just as a guy with an interest in the law. Because it's pretty clear that his team was divided. There were some incidents, uh, depending on who you ask, that could conceivably have been obstruction of justice. Or I read an article by a a George Mason uh, law school professor who I think fairly highly of who said, yeah, clearly there are several that were definitely obstruction of justice. But then you get to the the question of indicting a sitting president, which is a highly 
controversial topic in legal circles because the danger is you've already got the impeachment process. If you think the guy's a bum or a crook, really, for any reason, Congress slash the Senate can boot him out. If you allow indictments of sitting presidents, every opponent for from now until the end of time will search for some jurisdiction in America that's willing to charge the guy with something or other. And then you haul him into court and the rest of it, and you could bedevil a president is is every step his entire administration. And that's that's the con side to yeah nobody's above the law. Well, theoretically, the president president isn't because of the impeachment process. So you know if he was going to speak to those questions, that would be really interesting. But I have no idea. What if he comes out and says, "I have met with the hookers who urinated on the mattress." Right. Right. Or maybe he says... That would be stunning. (laughs) Yes, it would. (laughs) Here it is. Here it is. These are highly political times. These are partisan times. There's an election going on, and I'm offering myself as a candidate for the presidency. (laughs) This is my official launch. I want to get America off your back and on your side, or the government or something. (laughs) Right? I don't know. Exactly. Wording exactly, but... Exactly. I'm here for the people. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I'm going to drain the Something about the middle class. So here we have... Ladies and gentlemen, an example of an angry meteorologist. This is what happened. First of all, in my neck of the woods, there was zero chance of rain, and it rained off and on all weekend long. Meteorologists are liars through and through. Keep that in mind throughout your life. Slight chance of rain. I got pounded all afternoon on the golf course. Joseph terrible. Joseph Stalin had one legitimate job in his lifetime before he became an evil dictator. He was briefly a meteorologist. Wow. That is a true fact. Think about it. Yeah. They cannot be trusted at all. But anyway, here you have a meteorologist uh, in the Midwest where they got some really terrible weather and, and people are dying and getting hurt and losing their livelihoods and that sort of thing. And it's pretty rough. And he uh, he was getting beset with complaints that they were interrupting the bachelor or bachelorette. I believe the bachelorette is Does, what it's doesn't matter going. a lot which one it is, but uh, that's what was happening. So this is the evening in the Midwest. There you go. Oh boy, heavy rain is between you and the tornado. I was just checking social media. We have viewers complaining already. Just go back to the show. No, we're not going back to the show, folks. This is a dangerous situation, okay? It's nice rain. Think about this. This was your neighborhood. I'm sick and tired of people complaining about this. Our job here is to keep people safe, and that is what we're going to do. Some of you complain that this is all about my ego. Stop. Okay, just stop right now. It's not. I'm, st- I'm done with you people. I really am. This is pathetic. Sit. Dangerous situation here. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry I did that. I'm just, it just really bothers me that we have people that don't care about other people's safety around here. That's just ridiculous. Oh, boy. (laughs) I tell you what, dude. You can't get hooked by social media like that. It's it's a person or maybe four people, but you just got to ignore them. Yeah, yeah. You you who said it was about my ego, that's not true. At Bachelorette Fan 420, it is not about my ego. How dare you? I can see that though. The guy's trying to warn people to run through their lives. Hey, idiot, put the Bachelorette back on. <laughs> wow. You're just doing this for your ego, and I'm missing the Bachelorette. You know, I'd like to have a word with that young man. Sir, if you're going to unload on your viewers, you've got to go after their intelligence for watching the Bachelorette. Please. Look at BatchFan69. People are losing their livelihoods here. Yeah. 
No kidding. Now, listen, if you're watching it ironically because these people are stupid, all right, I'm with you there. But if you think this is actually love, you're so freaking stupid, you wouldn't know how to get out of the way of a tornado. You deserve to die. You deserve to be swept up in a flood of God and thrown a flung of 100 miles. I hate you. Now, that would be a rant. If you think this is actually love. <laughs> Hilarious. Ah, oh, that's funny. You know, speaking of complaints, a, a couple uh, here, uh, complaints about our show. Here's uh, from First Initial C. Too bad your buddy Ian Bremer has lost his credibility. What other fake news has he spewed on your show? Oh, that's uh, Ian Bremer. Inexplicably, <laughs> he issued a fake quote from Trump a couple of days ago. It said, essentially, uh, Joe uh, uh, Trump on Biden. Kim Jong-un would make a better candidate than Joe Biden. That's, it's roughly what he said. He intended it as parody, as a joke. Um, it, it 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 wasn't clearly, it wasn't well crafted. Now, he if you follow his feed, he does a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, but in this particular instance, it wasn't uh, obvious enough that he was making a joke. Kind of rephrasing a headline from the news in right. a in an unfavorable way to make a comedic point, sort of thing. Oh yeah, he was yeah. trying to be silly. Yeah, I mean that's the long and short of it. And a lot of big time Trump fans think that he was trying to impugn the president and spread fake news, and they're angry that we talked to Ian. Listen, I will be um, I will be charitable for once in my life. Old charitable Joe, they call me. Are you pulling the meteorologist act here? Uh, no. No, in fact, uh, quite the opposite. Uh, Ian Ian makes jokes all the time, political jokes. He's actually a really funny guy. That one was poorly crafted. It was too close to the original, and it was not clearly... There was no wink at the audience. It was just dumb. And he immediately said, you know what? It was a joke, but it was dumb. Sorry. So just relax. We'll be fine. And that And that's the end of that. Bad um, joke. Bad for lost credibility. <laughs> yeah. So Mueller is going to speak. I, I'm, I'm really, my jaw is open over this. <sighs> I, I can't wait. What in the world is he going to say? An hour away, we'll have it for you. Does it make things better or worse? Oh boy, doesn't <laughs> everything make everything worse? <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.